You're listening to the Tortoise and the Hare Experience. Exclusively on EnterTheShell.com and all across the Enter the Shell Podcast Network. I'm not gonna lie. I see the shit y'all saying sometimes. It's just I'm chilling, painting birds like I don't even see it. <laughs> you feel me? Bob Ross, you'll never see me tripping. Got the vision, I don't even need assistance. Bob Ross, all I do is chill. My life is a thrill, for real. Bob Ross, I be too confident, drama. You don't wanna cause a problem, I'll solve it. Bob Ross, all I do is win. Don't mess with a king, for real. Bob Ross, your girl eat me up like checks mix. Watch me all the time like Netflix. Bob Ross. Let me take it down slow. Let me break it down low. Holla, holla. I done come up from the basement on a struggle from the pavement. Came up high, I feel Jamaican till my eyes switch to the matrix. We are all just human. Shout out Puerto Rican, French, and Haitian. I just said everybody play themselves a day. Erasers hating someone for a reason. They ain't choosing so disgraceful. I be painting birds and clouds like I don't see the shit y'all saying. Please embrace me. Need two girls when I need time for some occasions. Y'all take it double up like I invested all my savings. Bob You'll never see me trippin' Got the vision, I don't even need assistance Bob Ross, all I do is chill My life is a thrill, for real Bob Ross, I be too calm for the drama You don't wanna cause a problem, I'll solve it Bob Ross, all I do is win Don't mess with a king, for real Bob Ross yeah, I used to be a savage uh-huh. You don't wanna see me panic You would rather see me lay low in a hammock Cause I've had it with the havoc on this planet I imagine Like John Lennon, I like bad women I like nice girls too, that's my preference My mom told me you could blow up on Ellen But I'm too real, Lord forgive me, call the reverend Tell them how to deal with the devil But went back to be myself Got these girls kneeling for me, they like half the NFL Oh man, why'd he say it? I be pro-LGBT, how else could I get three girls that wants to treat me like a king Bob Ross You'll never see me tripping Got the vision, I don't even need assistance Bob Ross All I do is chill My life is a thrill, for real Bob Ross I be too calm for the drama You don't wanna cause a problem I'll solve it Bob Ross All I do is win Don't mess with a king For Everything real, I do an illustration I'm the illest friend Feel amazement Got no deal I'm taking every bill I'm making Building payments Chill like Bob Ross When he feel the waves And quit the paper This ain't Picasso Flow this tutorial So learn something Burn something If you got a company Go earn something If you an artist Start up and make it worth something I'm Bob Ross Life is A-OK And if you got them bad vibes You can stay away I'm Bob Ross Back on the tortoise and hair experience. What an experience uh, we are going through right now. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, super fun show today. And I think uh, a little departure of what we're used to. Uh, we do have a hip hop artist on, correct? We've had hip hop. I mean, but like, never like, I mean, but he's more than hip hop. Right. We've had submissions, but like, this is, uh, he's underground. Never a full grown thug. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you are? You're a thug. (laughs) Some people say that, though. They're like really like 
because I do news analysis now. So if they really are like super out of touch with the youth, I guess they're like when they get mad, you're a thug. They think that's <laughs> So I wouldn't say no, but I think I think it's funny when people say that. <laughs> I would say no. No. So we start off every show with an experience, mm-hmm. um, and who's going to go first? Usually me and Max will go first or second, and then so you could kind of understand kind of the concept and then right Yeah, take it away. Um, who wants to? Go well, first. I started to go first last time, and you jumped all over it. Well, it's called an interception. Um, yeah, well, we're in sports, so I intercepted that. Uh, so I kind of went first. So you can go first again. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, so I just got back from uh, Georgia, which that's right. You were that, which is another reason why, if you haven't listened to the last show, another reason why we were uh, in a little bit of a, a hiatus uh, for yes. a bit. Yes. But you were doing shows on your own. Yeah, yeah. And uh, bravo for that. Yeah. Uh, DrinksToWordsBuy.com. Go check it out. That's my other... Uh, I'd be calling them intellectual properties, but... Yeah, it's... I don't know how intellectual you know, that property you know, is, but... You're uh, drinking and you're doing a show. It's not <laughs> intellectual at all. Which, you know... Uh, ben Franklin liked fun. to drink, I think. Yeah. yeah. Someone said that, but... <laughs> I think they all do. Um but yeah, I was in in Georgia and writing a script for a film. Uh, it's a documentary film about the stunt world, and uh, it's called Falling in Place. And um, David Crawford is going to direct that, which I'm super excited, you know, for. He's uh, from Golden Boy um, Boxing, you know. Oh, Dolphin. from Golden Boy yeah. Productions. Yeah, Oscar De La Hoya. The funny company. thing, I just saw. Um, when Oscar De La Hoya fought Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. That was it back in 2005, and I just yeah. saw it literally the other day. For the first time? Um, yes. You're I believe, not a I, fight fan. I'm not. <laughs> I'm well, not. Especially when it's like $120 to watch it. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not a fight yeah, fan. Yeah, but those, I mean, you could watch it for free the next day, not like no, no, later. No, but this is like 2005. This, <laughs> this, is still a different, this is still a different time, you know what I mean? Not where it is like now. With, like, UFC and but, stuff like that. you know, that. there's all sorts of ways to watch um, boxing, like Friday Night Fights and all of that. Yeah, but not the big boxing ones, you know what I mean? Not the, like, super, like, you know, the one with all the celebrities you, and stuff. Do you right? have the internet, that thing? That... Never heard of it. It's no. never going <laughs> to... Look, Max, let me, let me get right. you on the ground no. floor. This internet thing, it's not going to happen. It's, <laughs> so, it's so archaic. I heard the Trump invented the internet. No, no. Everyone knows Al Gore invented the internet, and that's uh, tongue in cheek, by the way. You know, it wasn't just him. There was a bunch of other people. Uh, he just happened to like get the credit for it. You know, right? Um, so, um, this film is going to be really, really exciting. I'm very excited. I wanted to talk Why? to you. About Why, Max? The- Why oh. are you so excited about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm and like what. You, you want to talk about the Pope? No, 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 no. Um, Georgia is, uh, and I don't know if this is all of a sudden or not, but Georgia seems to be a hotbed for where everything is happening in the entertainment world, where filming is being done. Yeah, it, it's really a hotbed right now. Um, I, and I, I was wondering if you knew why or yeah, or well, how did this happen that Georgia is all of a sudden taking over kind of Hollywood. The problem with Hollywood right now is that the prices are so high and um, it's difficult to shoot here. So they're kind of going other places where tax incentives are much better. 
So when you do a film, you get money back for doing your film in that location. Okay. So it's um, kind of a beautiful thing because, you know, as an actor, I get to go to many different places. And uh, Atlanta is kind of taking over. It's like the new Hollywood. Big studios are being built there. And um, all of the major productions are out of Atlanta now. And, um, you know, which is great. It started off, it was like the stunt community started moving over there. And now pretty much all of the acting community is moving there as well. Mm. Are you moving there, Max? Um, You know, it's in the corners of my mind. Okay. And that means you would have to... You either fly me to Hotlanta or you fly back down to L.A. and uh, the show will continue. Yes. Very cool. Anyway, yes. so uh, you're, you're talking about being down in Georgia. and Yeah, uh, so uh, I was down in Georgia um, with like some of the stunt guys there. And I met this, this stunt actor um, named Brill who was on uh, Jungle Cruise. Do you know about Jungle Cruise? Uh, is that like some sort of like Disney cruise? Yeah, it's the Disney movie with The Rock. And really? um, yeah. What Disney movie was with The Rock? It's coming out. They're filmed. They just finished filming. Okay. And, so uh, we're, you're giving us the lowdown on, uh, on the uh, yeah. movie coming out. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Like the stunts in this are awesome. It's called Jungle? Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. So, yeah. let me, so it's a cruise ship that. Gets taken over Have by a jungle? Have you not been to Disney? Do you know no. nothing about Disney nothing. parks? Or Wow. I'm, I haven't been to Disneyland. I'm kind of embarrassed to even be associated with you. Why? <laughs> I mean, what? turtle. I don't, I, I don't have a girlfriend or no girls. Were you to, not a child? Yeah. I, but I, it's been literally, it's been 15 years maybe. And I'm being really, uh, you know, like... As guesstimate, it could be more that I've been to Disneyland. I think that the Jungle Cruise in... has been there since like the beginning of time. What is the Jungle Cruise? Is that what the hippopotamus? Yes. Okay. So I mean, there. dude, that was like a long, but dude, seriously, that was like a long time ago that I've been there. Okay. Well, you need to go again. Did they Those revamp it or something? It's awesome. Did they yeah. revamp Well, there's it now, it, there's a whole story. And, oh, you know, really? You have to wait to see, but it was awesome. Okay. But this guy, Brill, um, the place that I was staying, a friend of mine, uh, he was staying there as well. And he was coming home fully painted, you know, every night with this tribal makeup and getting it all over everything. And um, it's it's funny that, you know, stunt guys have to, you know, show up, do what they do. And then every day they have to come back and do the exact same thing. And this poor guy, <laughs> he would come back and he's all in his like um, loincloth and body paint and just having to do stunts and exhausted and has to get up first thing in the morning and do it all over again. But that's it was the awesome. Gig. That's it was the awesome. Gig. That's what you said. Nice to for. see. Yeah. So that was my experience. Okay. And Did you do any stunts uh, during that? I might have done a fall or two, but well. You know, you know what, I think, I, 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 I could okay, maybe I saw something about this, because me and Max are friends on, on uh, the medias, the social medias, and he, I think there was, like, somebody filming you, you're walking through, like, the um, King Kong um, gates or something like that, does that ring a bell? That was for a separate film that I was doing. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't yeah. keep track of and all that, the films that you're yeah. doing, Max. <laughs> That was actually here. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. I thought that might have been in Georgia. I don't know. No, that was here. Oh, okay. That was in Santa Clarita, I believe, where we shot that. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Uh, the experience that I experienced was a complete LA experience. You guys will never understand this unless you live here in LA. And I'm not trying to exclude you or anything like that, but this is completely stupid experience. So uh, when I when I come here to to Max's, um, and I'm not giving out the address or anything like that, but uh, you know, it usually takes me an hour and fifteen minutes, maybe an hour and a half uh, from where I live, mainly because, of course, the famous LA traffic. And today it only took me 50 minutes to get here. I couldn't believe it. It was it was, it was so weird because like the streets were or the freeways were desolate, and um, I was just flying by and saying this can't be real. Like it's ne-, and I and I was like I and for the first time in a while I was like early to your place, so I got to like set up everything at a very just turtle pace. You know, mm-hmm. like usually it'll take me 20 minutes to set everything up if I'm just really just focusing on it but I, it took me 40 because i was just super like lackadaisy super just like oh. yeah you know i'm, I'm uh, for, for those, paste. yeah you know i'm i'm just like nuddle nudging in the xlr to the mic like oh instead of like just clamping in and just running around you know so uh i was i don't know it felt it, it felt cool um ju- just to kind of be at a lackadaisical pace and i and i i, I talked to you about this last show that, you know, I was at a job where it was super lax and I, uh, you know, not that being lax is a, is a bad thing. There, there are times where it could be, but I feel that that made me just super like non yeah. <laughs> focused or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. Words, words, people. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it was a, that was a really cool experience, but uh, um, we're, we're, I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's, it's October. Where the fuck is everybody right now? Usually, I mean, so I'm kind of wondering, like, if that all have the same experience, like, going back uh, home. Usually, back home is that's when it's like, oh, my God. Uh, I'm like, Max. I'm like, three hours later, I just got home, Max. <laughs> and I'm just, like, going crazy. Yeah. Uh, Still crazy from being in the car. But I fixed that. And I'll tell you about that off the air. Yeah. I fixed that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Off the air. Um, but, yeah, that, that was a very surreal moment. And I know a lot of people out there, you guys are very lucky to, like, have three, four, five-minute commutes, you know, to wherever you're going. And that was another thing. Like, for a while, I was commuting 45 minutes to a job. And that was – it was cool because, like, I got to, like, re-listen to music. I, I think why L.A. is such, like, a music place is because we are in our vehicles for, like, 45 minutes to an hour and that's usually the most time that we're going to listen to music mm-hmm. or, or whatever that, that you're into. That's truly that time because um, as much as I romanticize about it, I, you know, and I used to do it, I just am not that guy anymore that, you know, would uh, have his radio and put a tape or CD in or whatever and then, like, put my headphones on and then just, you know, sit in my bed and just, like, look at the at the walls and just listen to music. I'm, I'm not that guy anymore. I wish I could be that guy, but just my life right now, I, the, there's not enough time for that beautiful, just to do that, right. that yeah. to have that beautiful moment. But um, I'm finding that moment in my car now. So that was cool. I, at least I was doing that right now. I'm on a big uh, green day kick. So I was just listening to that band. Uh, well, I made like a, 
uh, a playlist of like my favorite like top twenty eight songs. Nice. There's no particular order, obviously. Um, you know who should be at the top of your list? Who? Anomaly. Anomaly. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, the I'm sorry, I got so, super just uh, caught up in himself, like always. <laughs> Com- I told you, LA moment. Um, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and not only who we have uh, here today, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for Absolutely, letting us yeah, play your music. Um, what song did we hear? Uh, we, we heard we, Bob Ross. We heard Bob Ross. Uh, very cool. Um, wanted to get your take on the experience that you've been uh, going through. It could be anything. I just wake up. I feel blessed, grateful to have uh, food, water, shelter, and keep the uh, keep the moves going on. Uh, life is good. Just been doing a lot of interviews, a lot of videos, songs, music videos, uh, all that type of stuff. To piggyback on the, a very L.A. moment, I guess, and I, I hate to share a negative moment, but someone texted me yesterday and was trying to invite me to a movie premiere, like a red carpet premiere. Oh, that's premiere. cool. What but movie? Here's the thing. It was – he's – they pitched it as like, a, hey, man, it's like an, a movie about like abortions and like doctor murders. And I was like, oh, that sounds terrible. And I, I felt that, but I was like, I don't want to see that. I'm not a huge movie fan to begin with, but a, a movie about abortions, I'm sorry, that sounds miserable to me. I don't care what side of the debate you're on. And he was, he was like, man, you really blew it this time. And I was like, like he was harassing me because I didn't want to go to the movie premiere. I was like, bro, first of all, I didn't feel well this weekend. I feel great now. Second of all, I was busy. Third of all, I don't want to see an abortion movie. But I thought it was—it was like a very LA, like you're blowing this opportunity to see the abortion movie, bro. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, man, like the red carpet premiere of a lifetime. Like I was just like, my goodness, my. I was like, do you treat everyone like this? And then I ended up blocking them. But uh, wow. you know, life is good besides that. But I was like, man, yeah, I've never got so mad. I invited someone somewhere, them saying no, be like, you freaking blew it, man. You're busy. You don't even know. It's like that's that type of stuff needs to stop. Hmm. People are busy, man. It's going to happen. Uh, For sure. Yeah. I blew off like going to all of the awards things this weekend for the American Music Awards. I'm like, no. Did anyone text you? You're blowing it, Max. Nobody texts me that I'm blowing it. So, yeah. Abortion guy needs to calm down. (laughs) For sure. That's a a worldwide statement. Abortion guy, calm Calm down. down. Whoever you are. It's not your fight. Tonight. <laughs> so how, how did you get into hip hop? Um, is, is that an odd question? No, no, it's cool. Um, I you was, don't seem hip hop to me. Uh, you know, like... That's yeah, I'm on my best behavior yeah. on, the, on the tortoise and the hair experience. <laughs> you don't have to be. You don't have to be. You don't have no. to be. That's uh, the great thing about No, I'm show. pretty chill. In third grade, I always like poetry, rhyming poetry, like uh, Shel Silverstein's well, the, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Mm. So I always rhymed, and then I heard rap. I think it was like Corrupt. It was like the song, It's Over, It's Over Now. And then I heard Eminem and Dr. Dre, and I was like, oh, this is like poetry on steroids. So I was always rhyming, making um, parody songs, like for fun. And then I just started writing rap lyrics since I was young. So I just, I've, I was always drawn to rhyming. So that was my kind of my intro. Very cool. And um, do you think um, Eminem is like your spirit animal or? Uh, he was definitely an early inspiration. So I never, you never want to, you know, go at your idols or the people who inspired you. So at a young age, the way he was rhyming was like unlike anything I'd heard. So he inspired me. But I wouldn't say spirit animal. I'm very chill. Eminem's very angry all the time. Yeah. 
and even you know he's we differ maybe on certain opinions and stuff but I, i'm not a hater so not my spirit animal i'm more bob ross is more my spirit animal mm. than eminem uh if, if he was my i'd be a lot angrier if eminem was my he's like my godmother right <laughs> f that bitch man come on i'm like dude chill it's 7 a.m what, <laughs> what are you doing eminem <laughs> calm down <laughs> Did you listen to his last uh, album that he that just got got released? I did, yeah. I thought it was dope. I know it had mixed reviews, but it's yeah. like, man, the rap game is so like weak that it's like I thought that his you know his rhymes were on point. So, but things shift so quickly. I was like, oh, that's dope, and I didn't think about it the next week, so it didn't really stick for me. But I, that's not his fault. I have like ADD, with the internet. I was right. born on the internet, so it's not Eminem's fault. But I thought it was cool. Yeah. Are you feeling like his, you know, his whole world is kind of crashing down because the rap is like Eminem's. having a problem right now? I think there's multiple things going on. First of all, he got political, which is always risky. But at the same time, he's always been that way. Mm-hmm. But he kind of got real big where he said, you know, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Either you like me or Trump. And then on his new album, he had a line where he said, I lost one third of my fan base. I don't think he realized so many people liked Trump. But then he's got also the social justice warrior crowd going at him where he's been talking about gays and this for his whole career. No one really Mm -hmm. cared that much. But now they're like, oh, he called Tyler the Creator gay. It's like, dude, he's been doing this for 15 years. So he's kind of – I think like the the world is becoming a little too politically correct uh, on all sides. So I think like that. And then there's like the racial thing where people are – you know, there's always been a little maybe tension. But now there's more people being like, dude, he's white. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's always been white. So it's like yeah. he's got all every side of politics kind of crashing down on him. And he's getting older. MGK dissed him, although I think his response is great. So I think any artist or comedian is at threat to, like, this culture of, like, PC. I mean, you're George Carlin. You're even Chappelle. They're like, Chappelle made a trans joke. Yeah. It's like, dude, Chappelle makes fun of everyone. So yeah. I think that that's playing into Eminem. And I think he's, like, confused. He's like, oh, shit. Right, yeah. And, and to be, but to be fair, I, I, I think comedy is that one specific medium where that is true free speech. I hope so. You, you know, like that, that's the only time where you can make a transgender joke. As long as you're making a, making it a, to a point, you know, um, a lot of, well, the, not in a hurtful way. Right, you right. Know, exactly. It's, it's a lot of observation. Um, as far as for like stand up and stuff like that, so well, you do stand up. Do you ever? I haven't in a while. Uh, I've just been busy, but uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I don't want to like I don't want people to think, oh my god, he does stand up all the time. I do do stand up. I, I go to a lot of open mics and I try a lot of material out. Um, does it work? Does it not? I don't know. I'm just I'm just happy to be up there and um, uh, glad that at least somebody is. Listening to my my thoughts, your rants, my rants, my rants, uh, which pretty much every in every business, that's what we do. We just rant, you know. As an actor, I'm ranting. As you know, but, but, a, a but as an actor, artist, it's ranting. But as an actor, it's script ranting. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, but like, I don't always do a or show on Twitter ranting. You right? have mixed yeah. in now, so yeah. everyone's getting a little in. Yeah, I think people are too sensitive though. Like Chappelle's joke to me. I thought it was revolutionary because I, I perceived it as a pro-trans joke. He was joking about him, making fun of him a little. But then I think he said he went home with them or something. Like it was, to me, that was revolutionary because no one's ever said that. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's a pro-trans joke. But like people that are too in their feelings, they thought it was anti-trans. So it's like I, I do think even comedy-free speech is under attack because people don't know how to balance like true hatefulness versus like 
overly like some people their whole lives is dedicated to being offended where that it's like it's a career path for some people where it's like mm-hmm. man i love I, I love like dark and messed up comedy i think it's hilarious and you go out if it's a joke that's not funny and it's just like oh it's on to the next one like i, I just i like i like messed up comedy so much it's hard for me to to get yeah. on that bandwagon like anybody even if i disagree with it I say let them let them say it. If it's if it's messed yeah. up, it makes me laugh. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm bad. you go back to all the greatest <laughs> comedians of all time. You know, like Jonathan Winters. He was always very like spot on on you know calling things out, and you know Robin Williams and people because of their humor and their uh, kind of innocent nature. You didn't really hear that they were saying the exact same thing that a lot of the comedians are saying today. Approach definitely matters. Some people have a very mm-hmm. poor poor approach, maybe. And not only yeah. that, it, it, a lot of it has to do with the time. You know, when comedians come up, they're coming up at a different time. Robin Williams came up at a different time. Jonathan Winters came up at a different time. Yeah. So, um, uh, like, we're in a, like you said, we're in a very interesting sensitive, time. Sensitive yeah, America. Time in our life where it's, <laughs> it, it's tough. Where, you know, in the 60s, the 70s. You could get away with some stuff like that because that was kind of socially acceptable. Um, let's hear another song. Um, let's go. You have a song about Trump. Um, we're going to hear that song. Then I want to get your take on it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Absolutely. So all that coming up right here on the Twist and Hair Experience. Hundreds of millions of people feel this way. <laughs> They're just not going to tell you. I will. Yeah. I like Trump. I don't really give a fuck. All y'all suck. I'm too real to play it safe. You fake in front. I'm the plug. Y'all just follow like some sheep. Do what they want. I don't jump. I'm just saying how I feel like Donald Trump. I like Trump. I like Trump. I don't really give a fuck. All y'all suck. I'm too real to play it safe. You fake in front. I'm the plug. Y'all just follow like some sheep. Do what they want. I don't jump. I'm just saying how I feel like Donald Trump. Matrix numbers peel, people hate but I just make another deal yeah. All these nice politicians lie, yeah. 
still your money stacking like Dubai. Yeah. Got you in your feeling to the ceiling, but they're dealing with the villains and the killers to the side. Yeah. I'm about to teach you the truth. Yeah. They ain't trying to teach it to you. Yeah. They would rather keep you in the system, pay 100k for college just to end up in a prison. Yeah. They should sign your border Rockefeller. Ooh, I can preach and beat a acapella. Ooh, reaching death and bell like Helen Keller. Tell them, look at who it was to send a Luther King a letter. We about to hit him with the real wave. Yeah, I ain't trying to be another tech slave. song um about trump president trump he is a president he's the president i will give him that <laughs> um trump has been essentially a punk rock star for uh democracy <laughs> for political he's brought tons of uh people's attention to politics um you don't think that people were paying attention to politics? No. Prior to I don't. His... I don't. I think we were all asleep. Okay. You know, we just got um, on the Obama gravy train and, you know, we were all... And we like, got fat and happy and eating ice cream? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to tell yeah. me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we were all asleep and then here Trump comes in and, you know, he gets a, a huge um, uh, bunch of people to uh, rally against him and... You know, he's now the president. Um, be, people well, were that asking, would be rally for him, not rally both. against him. That he would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Controversial. Yeah. yeah, very. Controversial, for yeah. sure. But, I mean, he, he, like I told everyone, I'm like, he was our alarm. He woke us up to, to what was going on. And regardless of your stance, whether you like the guy, hate the guy, or indifferent, he at least woke us up, you know, to what was going on. And, it's really weird because like a lot of um, people are making are, are like like they're 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 against the guy, but yet that's all they want to talk about. So they're getting famous for like talking about him. So it's I don't know like I I don't know how to feel about that. Like they're getting famous for like being anti-Trump. So I'm, not that I'm pro-Trump or uh, anti-Trump, but I'm just like well like you're totally against this guy. And you're kind of making money off of this guy, like being against this guy, like. I don't know. To me, that in my head, I'm like, I'm like, you're so you're any Vinny, you're only helping the guy. Um, but anyway, uh, sorry about that. Uh, so <laughs> for, yeah, my no, it's good. You're, you're a reasonable person. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people feel like that. Um, well, why did you make a, a, a song about President Trump? I'll it, yeah, no, absolutely. I'll tell you my backstory. I didn't, I didn't even vote for him to be honest. I knew out here, that, you know, it would go Democrat, and I wasn't really feeling either either side. But I really do appreciate a lot of things he's done. First of all, woke people up. Second of all, 
really expose the media, um, you know, where they'll say, no, no, we're, we're not fake, we're totally real, but I felt this way for, for decades, just as far as their coverage on war, their coverage on, you know, pharmacy pills, their coverage on politics, every, everything is so very skewed, so I like what he's done there, I think he loves the country, I think he's a very, very good negotiator, and especially when it comes to foreign countries and stuff, that is, like, what they do, they make deals, or they basically sell us out and make their own money so he, he doesn't really do that as much so I guess I just became uh, attracted to his energy more because like you said a lot of people hate on him and hate what he's doing but hating's not really a solution and I think a lot of the, the media even a lot of celebrities a lot of the politicians have disenfranchised, disenfranchised not only the working class person maybe in middle America that they talk a lot, but even like the normal person in California, the immigrant, the people who don't really go either way, but they're like, I'm really not that hateful and I don't, disagreeing with him on everything is not really impressive to me because if he does something right and you just say it's wrong, it just doesn't make sense. So as things have gone on, I feel like he's making more and more sense to me, even though I, I wasn't really on his bandwagon and everyone who's opposing him is making less and less sense and like scare me and harassing and threatening people and like but they don't really have there's nothing there so i made that song just to say you know i like him and i really don't care what you think but then i also kind of try to drop gems in the song about about like true things that don't even necessarily have to do with him have you ever been a very political person um i, I guess in my music i always have talked about stuff i talked about bush and you know like wars and stuff since 2009 and record labels really never like that so i wasn't really pro republican or anything i was more speaking out against it so i have been but i always just thought both sides were kind of the same and obama put me to sleep too even being a person that was maybe more aware i just was like whatever i think he's cooler and i did i was like you know he might not be the perfect thing but he's maybe a step up he seems a little more real than a bush or a clinton or whatever so i let him slide i didn't hate on him for eight years but then trump like once he won and i saw what he's doing i was like wow this really is the guy i've been waiting for he's really not the democrats don't like him the republicans don't like him no one really likes him in that court and i don't think that's a bad people well george bush doesn't even like him mm, well that sounds sounds good to me <laughs> you know rather than him being like yeah. a big so i think he really is the the billionaire guy who's for decades just been like you know what if you guys can't do this right i can and i don't think he's perfect i see his flaws but the reason he won like you said even people talk about him any you know maximus any press is good press so the people that hate him the most they got him elected i told him to shut up in march of 2016 they didn't want to hear i know how advertising works so they they're promoting him but they're not providing a solution and there's there's no one better than him not in my personal perspective because he's so great, but because they're so bad. So it's like, you know, it's like it's like a sports team instead of getting better and practicing, blaming everyone else. And it's get, it's really ugly where I'm like, people get mad at my analysis, but I'm like, I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm trying to help you because you're going to be confused for a long time if you don't step up. Mm -hmm. I think it's coming together as a country for a common purpose. You know, like mm. we're falling apart. We're falling apart in such harsh ways. Mm. You know, just everything about us, it, we're, you know, have been looked at for a long time. <laughs> God, I don't want to put many years on it, but for a long time, we've been looked at as a joke. You know, like we're not uh, a serious country anymore. We're not the powerhouse that we once were. Mm -hmm. You know, from the Kennedy era, like my my mom grew up 
uh, in Washington. She was a lobbyist. And, mm. you know, so I come from a very blue family. And, you know, there was always that kind of strength. And, you know, and I'm from Florida, grew up with Trump being my neighbor, having to deal with him personally, stealing my limo. That's a whole nother story. Um, but, you know, I've watched his success over, you know, his uh, term. And it, it's interesting. You know, he is definitely uh, an abrasive man. Uh, the way he goes about things can be taken in many different ways. As a woman, I'm a little thrown off by his mannerisms, but uh, his politics, you can't really shout at, you know, because he is changing things. And there is, you know, actual documented truth to what it is that he's supporting. And I think he wants to better the country. If we could all come together and stop hating so much and try to find the love, you know, for our country, we'll be in a better situation. Yeah. I think um, you're, you've put the tail on the donkey. Did I just say that right? Hit the ear on the, the monkey? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you mentioned uh, Kennedy too, and I think like that. Those are the days that the blue is missing because I'm not even yes. really red. People, th I'm not a conservative anymore, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I mm -hmm. feel like a disenfranchised liberal, and that's why it's been trying. But like the Kennedy, like he was so controversial. He was talking about ending the Fed stuff. Like he was a real renegade and real mm -hmm. core where I feel like that's that's the love that I used to like on the left. And what I really didn't like about the right was their stubbornness and their arrogance and their bad energy. I won't say it's switched, but you see a lot of that. I understand people are mad and upset, but we, mm -hmm. we do have to come together and we have to figure it out. It's tough because I, I feel like people are not doing that. And they're uh, instead getting more nasty, more hate, hateful, and not having conversations. I'm actually launching a new, not even a promote, but make America debate again. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm giving a platform to anyone who doesn't agree with me to sit down and have a conversation because when you yell on Twitter, it's easy, but when you actually talk, I think people will realize, oh, we don't really disagree on that much. I'm just mad and you're mad. So hopefully, hopefully that yeah. helps. I think a, a lot of the um, millennials today, and I, you know, I hate that term. I hate like thinking about an age bracket where no, you're labeled. The millennials, they you know. need to hear it. No. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we're willennials. Willennials. We're still living in the willennium. You know, that never stops. <laughs> I don't know why. People, I'm like, dude, aren't we still in the Anyway. <laughs> but they, there's a lot of um, flack that they're, they're getting for being, you know, kind of a um, overprivileged, you know, sit back and give it to me kind of generation but i have Isn't seen that our fault though you know? uh, yes we're the ones that are doing it to yes. them yes they didn't is. just like come up and be like well give it to me. we were the They're ones saying oh you're super like, entitled you know? and and i've noticed but that's it fault. you know because that's what happens but um you know when you give anybody a lot of anything they're gonna feel like it's their you know right to have it you know, without working for it. There's so. a good quote. Uh, it says, uh, I think hard times create strong men. Strong, me strong men create good times. Good times create weak people. 
weak people create hard times. So we might have had a good time. Mm-hmm. Now we might be in the weak people. Sorry, millennials. I'm a millennial too. I'm pretty soft. I take way too many naps. Yeah. I have ADD and all these made-up diseases. <laughs> but it's, overall, that's not a made-up disease. That's yeah, it. maybe. I, I'm blaming uh, the internet. Right now, I'm blaming the internet for sure. But, you know, I definitely, my attention's all over. It's okay though. But uh, we're definitely at that spot. And it, it's, it's okay to not like the president and not like certain things, not like certain people. But I think people have become so privileged in America, just like as Americans and not even understanding what a good economy means or what basic safety means. And I'm I won't say nervous because I'm not really afraid, but I think that the only way people will realize is if we do fall fall from grace and then they're like, oh, shoot, like maybe that wasn't that bad. And Mm -hmm. this is worse. So I pray that that doesn't happen. But it seems like a cyclical thing that may or may not happen, depending how far people want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that uh, a lot of millennials, though, are because of the internet, are able to hear different opinions like your own. And I think that matters a lot. You know, um, if a certain amount of you did not speak out, then it would get even worse. You know, so there's a lot of, uh, I won't say bad people, but there's not a lot of, like, rational people on either side. Even people that I, maybe I'll agree with on certain things, they annoy the crap out of me because they're just so nasty and negative. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot that, like, that's people can be that, though, I guess, with the Internet. But mm-hmm. definitely more people trying to be, like, basically civil, I guess. Yeah, would be nice. we would like that. <laughs> Otherwise, we have, you know, more wars right here. Now, when I saw you walk in, first thing I noticed, obviously... The shirt. The Golden Girl shirt. That's the first thing you noticed? Yeah. I was like, oh, man. Because <laughs> I was like, where, where do they sell that shirt? That's cool. I think it was some. It was like a pretty basic store. But, uh. No worries. <laughs> you can keep on going. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was, some, it was a pretty basic store. But, uh, I was, I, I don't remember. Something on the East Coast, like a Coles or a Target. But I was like, Golden Girls? I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. <laughs> and I do love the Golden Girls. It's not just a How trend. can you not love the Golden Girls? I it's, mean. It's one of the best shows. Come on. Thank you for being. Friend, <laughs> travel down the road and back, back again. again. No, this, we're not doing this. Street, you're a pal in a confidence. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and if you through a party. Invited everyone you knew. Don't sing, turtle. Don't ever sing. You would see the biggest gift would be for me, and the card attached would say, "Thank you for being a friend." Somebody make him stop. (laughs) Well, I mean, luckily the song is over. So, (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness. You know what the crazy thing about that is? No one understands that these all these chicks were like sexed up. I mean, Blanche Devereaux was banging like every guy <laughs> in the world. She kind of was. was you know, it, wasn't the was old not, one the youngest one? In yeah, her life? Estelle Getty. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Someone told me my step. She was the youngest me. one. Yeah, she was the youngest one. The oldest one on the show was the youngest one in real life. Wow. So I who was she that. banging though? <laughs> exactly. They were all banging people, like, but they were all banging them in their own separate way. Like, you know, Rue McClanahan was just, she was just down for her banging. She was always banging a different guy each week. I was like, dude, do these women even practice safe sex? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is going on? You know? Golden Girls ruined for anyone listening. They're, they're going like, to spit out their nose. They're watching the show. Like, they're never going to be able to see it again the same way. <laughs> Maybe they just never thought of that because they're just like, oh, they're old ladies and they're just having these oh, great relationships with guys. What, uh, you know? what about Betty White? She oh, she man, was Betty cool. White. She, she's crazy. She, <laughs> but Betty White was having these like very monogamous uh, relationships. You know, she was usually she just was with, the like, innocent on that show. Yeah, yeah. Now, B. Arthur was interesting because she was always had her on again, off again ex husband that would mm-hmm. come in. You know, so it kind of like showed like uh, the the ladies and like how like there's always that one guy that like. You know, even though he got away, you know, he's still your side piece type thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting observation. So, when I would watch it, when I was young, I didn't get it. But when I got older and I started watching it again, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. You have a thing for the geriatric crowd. <laughs> you know what? I Maybe I'm just uh, an old soul, I, yeah. I think, you know. I'll tell you what, they made having fucking cake and coffee fucking cool. <laughs> that became like, they were always, you know, they would, they would always be at the table, you know, and then just, they would always be like, I'll get the coffee, I'll get the, I'll, I'll, I'll put on the coffee, I'll get the, I'll get the cake, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh man. How are they not fat? I, right? Well, it's, it's Hollywood, so right. that's, no. that's why. That's show business. They weren't really in cake, not getting fat, banging a bunch yeah, of guys. Exactly. Right? And you fell for it, not <laughs> <laughs> But one of my favorite sayings, and like, so like I say, and I don't say it as much anymore. But I was like, picture it, Sicily, nineteen fifty-two. You know, it always like say some obscure place, and you know, say something. That was always my favorite, like a Stalgetti uh, uh, moment when she would uh, reminisce. Yeah. So there, Betty White's the only one still alive. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. And she got like almost more famous, like in her elder years. That her like internet explosion, everyone. I felt mm-hmm. like an original. I was like, I liked her since Golden Girls. You know, I got yeah. on my yeah. hipster about that. People didn't even know about Golden Girls, but they're a Betty White, Betty White fan. <laughs> we have the same agent. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Well, Betty White was on um, on the, sh- the the show before that uh, when she was younger. She was a writer for uh, Carol Burnett, right? Yes, she was. And she was on the Carol Burnett show. So. Multi-talented. Yeah. Go, yeah. Betty, go. <laughs> I love the Carol Burnett show. That That was so wrong. In so many ways, you know, because it was all improv, so things went wrong. Yeah. Tim Conway. <laughs> Tim Conway. Brilliant. Oh, my gosh. And brilliant, they brilliant. were, like, cutting edge, you know, as far as the humor we were talking about earlier, with it being racially motivated and, you know, all the very, you know. Uh, risque? Risque. That's But it right was funny, word. right? And people It was so that. funny. It was so funny. That's the best thing it. about comedy. Even, like, a Chappelle show. I was watching the white black supremacist episode yesterday, oh, yeah. and I was like, "Could this even could could he have done this like in 2018? Mm-hmm. I don't know that they would have, the protesters would have been out or something." So I'm like, "Man, that that aspect really bothers me because I'm like, you know, comedy, it's not. I mean, it, it is progressing, but I see them starting to come at comedians now on both sides, and I'm like, I try to get in the way. I'm like, stop, please, don't ruin, don't ruin the comedy store for me, please. <laughs> you already ruined everything else." Now. Yeah, my uh, I don't know if you met Alina who was here earlier, but her um, cousin is Dave Chappelle, okay. and uh, yeah, so I hear all the family inside stories about him Uh-oh. all the time. So it's fun. Uh oh. Yep. 
Golden Girls, banging a lot of guys. Dave Chappelle, to be continued. That's right, to be continued. We won't talk about that. Now, are you watching any other shows other than Golden Girls? I mean, <laughs> what's, uh, what, what are you watching? Uh, I actually, I don't own a TV, so I'm, I'm all on, like, internet podcasts. I've been listening to, like, inspirational and financial podcasts, but I, I did catch the UFC fighting. Uh, that was pretty crazy. I you mean, saw the Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, I saw that one, the one before him. I think his name was some, something Lewis. Big dude just knocked out this Russian dude and had a hilarious like post fight interview too. That was a good day. But I yeah I caught the Connor fight. Connor got uh, rocked. Yeah. And what do you think about the fight that broke out after? Well, it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, for, I was like, Whoa! he is a, not a huge because they were like, this is so bad for the UFC. I'm like, this is the second fight I've watched. This is great. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I got an extra fight included, a bonus fight. I was like, yeah. I think uh, I think apparently Connor was really going. I mean, Connor's very ruthless, and and I get his off on games, but like I, I heard this Khabib guy. You know, he's a he's a Sunni Muslim. He lives with his father. Very about his family. Very about his religion. And uh, Connor was really really pecking at him. And Connor goes deep. So I think it was bigger than a fight. Like he won the fight. Everyone's smiling except for him. He was ready to knock someone else out. So it's like I think part of me is like, man. I'm the type of person where it's like, yeah, you could talk and brag, but I don't know why he attacked the trainer, but I'm kind of in the crowd of like, I'm not that mad at it, because if you talk a lot of trash, and then you get hit, I don't know, I'm, I'm old-fashioned like that, I'm like, oh. But here's the thing, <laughs> you know, the MMA, that's mixed martial arts, and as martial artists, it's, you know, you're supposed to have the, um, the thought of not being a killer, but yeah. being about peace and about safety and, um, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it puts kind of a bad mark on the MMA, martial arts, and and that's not what the intention is at all. Right. One of the things that I liked about MMA was usually at the end of the fight, the, the, the two MMA art people would hug it, hug it out and be like, okay, yeah, it was just that what it was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there was always that, like, respect with each other. On this one, though, you know, here's the thing. Conor McGregor, like him or not, he's an entertainer. So th- this is where they pushed the boundaries of entertainment. And that's when it just got full-blown on, you know, to what it turned out to all these brawls inside. And um, if you're a bloodthirsty lover of fights it was great you know like i was like yeah and it was like how could connor do that and i was like dude he's just a entertainer too like you have to forget he's a, a complete package you know what i mean as far as for that yeah so, I, I hear what you i think for maybe for the sport and for the culture might not have been good um but i think uh in that zone like the, the way khabib they said he's been wrestling bears since he was young and to him i think what puts him on such an another level is the fact that he takes it so personally. I'm not saying he shouldn't have done that, but like you know, to Connor, he's fighting definitely. Of course, it's like, but like to Khabib, like he still lives uh, apparently with his family, been wrestling bears, very religious. We're like he's so in the zone. I don't need. He might have just like blacked out and just like freaked out because he wasn't even smiling after. So it's not good. But I don't know. I'm not a UFC fighter. Like where does it cross the line making fun of someone's religion or their family? Is that over the top or is that not? I'm but not that's sure. also part of you know the the, the act, yeah. the show, the yeah. you know the banter. And well, Khabib if you're is not playing. Doing it, and selling but, tickets. Then don't know? don't be don't play. don't play at all. You yeah. know, if you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen. Yeah, I hope. Well, hopefully he uh, 
learned, or I, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm a fair weather UFC fan. So, but it, it it didn't even feel good. Even for me, it was entertaining. But then it kind of took the luster away yeah. from the win. Everyone, instead of like celebrating and stuff, was just like paused and stuff. So it was kind of a buzzkill. Who even won that fight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember lost, right? Yeah, no, yeah. he lost pretty bad. Yeah, that dude is. Uh, it went all five rounds, though, man. Khabib is tough, man. He's like a the way he. I mean, it was like a boring kind of fight. He kept putting him on the ground, but very strategic, very yeah. strong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm up for guys, but I'm not a I'm not the ref, and I don't own the league, so mm. I'm straight. I, I can at least admit that. I don't somehow. I'm the biggest fan. I'm like this is my second fight I watched. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm just trying to see someone get knocked out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like traditional rules. Queen Queen's rules. Uh, traditional boxing. That's my thing. I did a documentary film on Latin legends, and okay. you know, and I I really like that. Um, even though I do martial arts and stunts and whatever else, I find it can be a little brutal. And it's not yeah. about oh my that. goodness, that one fight with the dude, two dudes bleeding! I couldn't even watch that. Oh, I, I loved I, it. I, 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 I had to look away. I'm not a big I was like, to that. I was like, can someone pass me the nachos really quick? I'm really entertained right now. They're rolling in their own blood. I'm just thinking about I'm like, how sterile is that? That's, how, like, that's so dirty. That's how soft I am. I'm a soft millennial for the record. I'm like, how sterile is that? I, I need know. to take a nap. I'm trying to wash them off or something. I'm, Stop the fight. Clean it up. Put some uh, rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, up, I'm popping up, open up, opening up a beer like, like oh, man, this is awesome. <laughs> I finished those nachos. Someone give me no more nachos. Thank you. Uh, it was a good day for UFC, I think, besides maybe the end. I don't know. But for me, that was definitely the most entertaining full card I've ever seen. For sure. For sure. And definitely the next uh, UFC fight, it's going to just sell more more and more tickets, you know. So uh, good on them. You know what's funny is um, I did an episode of Saturday Night Live where it was like a special – thing it was called tv or not tv and they brought in different directors and i actually got to fight ivana trump wait did you like literally yes we we fought in the ring it was comedy you know so george wallace played don king and i fought ivana and millie and vanilli at that time they (laughs) fought and it was hysterical. It was really, really funny. We gotta get the. We gotta get the. Yeah, yeah it was really. What funny. year was this? Uh, Had to been in the eighties. Right. No, 80s, right? it wasn't. That's when Milli it was Vanilli later. were hot. It was later than that, but it was you know early nineties, maybe one, so maybe two, maybe. That'll be good, good footage if you ever decide to run for president. That'll be in your campaign. <laughs> I knocked out a Trump, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll knock him out again. That's I could right. beat anyone. Right, that's true. Very cool. Um, where, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they go? My website is legendary.vision. So just those two words spelled just like that, legendary.vision. And that will have my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My, I have two podcasts now. And, um, now these are podcasts that you do? Yeah, the one is called Rare Talk Podcast. So I have people and just have a conversation, a rare conversation. Then uh, Make America Debate Again, I specifically made four people who disagree. So try to break that because I think I love debates. Like I love to be challenged and I love to like see people I like and two people I like see who's really better. You know, it's like a boxing Mm -hmm. match or UFC match. So there's not enough of that. There's too much like crying on both sides and like people making fun of each other and thinking they're so cool. So I I just launched that like yesterday. Oh, wow. Wow. There's a a new video out um, 
actually it's a pre-video that you can see online for the band Trapped with uh, mm. Chris Taylor Brown, Kevin Kapler playing drums. Oh, yeah. Um, the whole yeah, squad. Yeah, everybody there. And Anomaly was uh, doing a whole rap. It's it's badass. I was there for the video shoot. Um, and it was funny because the way that we met, um, Chris and Brandon <laughs> came to my house a month early for my birthday. Oh, my goodness. So if you can imagine this, I'm, like, getting ready for bed, you know, like a good girl. And I hear this knock at the door. I open the door. And there are these three guys, all dressed in red, exactly how they were supposed to be for my party, a month early. With flowers? I With think they flowers, had big thing of roses. And, you know, it was, like... Wow. I'm like, you're early, but come on in. And they <laughs> stayed all night. I hardly could get rid of Chris. Um, <laughs> and Chris is a big uh, Trump supporter as well, um, which meant I was going to have an interesting night of debate with him. So that's what happened. And that's how I met Anomaly. Yeah. I'm not so impressed. Like, I like to have fun and play basketball. You know, I have I a lot of friends. That don't make, but, like, I think that's a problem, too. With a, like, a lot, you know, they just throw it at you and it's like... But uh, that was definitely how we met. It was uh, interesting. I was like, oh, we showed up to a party that doesn't exist. But <laughs> yeah. it worked out because Max is great and I'm back and I'm actually invited this time. Feels yeah. good to be wanted here as opposed to. <laughs> oh, no, you were wanted before. You were so nice. Yeah, no, I, felt, I felt good. <laughs> it was interesting. It was an interesting night. Enter the shell.com. Thanks for distracting me. <laughs>